Hello, welcome back to the Ocean Matters podcast. Today, I thought we'd find something with a positive note, a can-do attitude, reality that exists and that we talk about less. We tend to focus, I mean, by media and so forth, and general conversation tends to be around the disaster situation with the coral, the many challenges. And then every once in a while, somebody rises up and talks about how they solve a problem locally. And other people come up and start talking about, you know, we get the science we want for the ocean we need. They didn't phrase it like that, but I think it's probably a better version. Here we have it. Um, A gentleman, Mark Maslin, reminding us that we have what it takes to get the job done. I took this from The Guardian, and it was authored by Shaoni Bhattacharya. Climate scientist Mark Maslin says, We have all the technology we need to move to a cleaner, renewable world. The professor of Earth System Science on the hottest year on record, using humor with a little help from Joe Brand to get his message across and why there are reasons to be positive. Professor Mark Maslin studies climate change and human impacts as Professor of Earth System Science at University College London and the Natural History of Museum of Denmark in Copenhagen. He recently partnered with the comedian Joe Brand in an online film to translate climate science for a wider audience. He is one of the lead organizers of Love Your Planet with Al Gore's charity, the Climate Reality Project and the Climate Café at UCL on February 14th. We've just heard officially that 2023 was the world's hottest year and that we're likely to breach the temperature rise limit of 1.5 degrees centigrade warming above pre-industrial levels in the next 12 months. What are your thoughts on that? The response comes as... Last year being the hottest on record was something we knew was going to happen at the end of 2023. 200 of the 365 days last year were the hottest ever recorded for that particular day, which gives some idea of how huge this was. The temperature is 1.48 Celsius above the pre-industrial, close to the 1.5 limit for this century, that was set up by the Paris Agreement in 2016, so we are worryingly close to it. We also know that El Nino, a natural weather pattern, is starting in the Pacific Ocean and always adds some warming. So in 2024, we could break the 1.5 degrees Celsius limit temporarily. Next question. Last year, we saw many extreme weather events, heat waves, wildfires and floods. Can we expect more of the same in 2024? The answers. In 2023, there were over 220 extreme climate events. There was a 30% increase in fatalities caused by climate events on the previous year. We saw massive heat waves in North America, Southern Europe, China, and Asia. We also saw wildfires and lots of underreported events. For example, East Africa had huge long droughts and catastrophic flooding. There was no continent that was not affected by extreme weather events. 
and our ability to cope with them is getting less. A lot of people have said to me, oh, it was rubbish summer in the UK. We had the hottest July on record. We had a slightly warmer than average August, and it was the second hottest year ever recorded in the UK. But because people are now expecting southern England to be like the French Riviera, if we don't have 30 degrees Celsius weather in August, they go, oh, it's not a good summer. No, we shouldn't be having summers like that, ever. Two years ago, we had a 40 degrees Celsius heat wave in London, which had us climatologists with our jaws on the ground. We were predicting 40 degrees Celsius for the 2040s. The expectation of many climatologists, including myself, is that 2024 could be hotter than 2023, and with no more extreme weather events as El Nino really takes hold. Next question. You're a professor of Earth System Science at UCL. Tell me about your main research. I study climate change in the past, present, and future. My research is incredibly wide-ranging. I study early human evolution in East Africa, the evolution of the Anthropocene, and how human impact has changed through history and the impacts of climate change on society now and in the future. I also look at resource crisis in the future. That's the next question. You and your colleagues released a study on private jet flights and the carbon footprint estimates of travel to the COP climate meetings just before COP28 in Dubai last month. What were your findings? Well, we looked at all private jet flights to COP26 and 27. We're working on a COP28 now and we'll be releasing that at the end of this year. What we're not trying to say is world leaders have to go on commercial jets because we want them to turn up to COP meetings. But what we're saying is maybe all 100,000 people at COP28 didn't need to be there. Please don't get me wrong. COPs are really important. This is a place where 198 countries come together as equals. So when you have a statement that says we're going to transition away from fossil fuels, which is signed by everybody, it has real weight. Next question. You recently featured in a short online film for Climate Science Breakthrough with comedian Joe Brand, who translated your words to get the message across. For example, her interpretation of governments giving subsidies to fossil fuel companies was, even the dinosaurs didn't subsidize their own extinctions. Who's the stupid species now? Joe Brand is an amazing person. We have very similar views and backgrounds. She worked for the NHS. Most of my family work in the NHS. We have similar political views. When my mother was alive, she loved telling the story of when she was pregnant with me and she had to drag the coal home because they couldn't afford to have it delivered. That tells you, one, that we were poor, and two, we had a coal fire, not central heating. So growing up in that sort of austerity means that Joe and I have a connection. There's one point in the film where we've been chatting about how we could make Britain better, and Joe turned and said, Oh, Mark, I really think you should be Prime Minister. And I said, Joe, do I really want that job? And she went, Yeah, maybe not. I said, How about we do it together? And she said, Oh, that's a good idea. And it was that comedy gold, that lovely rapport, which I think comes over. 
Might you be looking at a career in comedy? Now, I'm very happy to be the straight man. This communication of climate change, human impact on the world, etc., is incredibly depressing and can make people feel powerless. So there's always a little bit of humor running through everything I do. Also, I try to talk about positives, because in climate change there are so many solutions, things that we should be doing anyway. So renewable energy, guess what? We get much cleaner air, which means that we have less loss of life due to things like asthma and chest infections. Yes, tick, tick, tick. We have energy security because it's our own energy, so we don't have all these incredible price rises. Fossil fuels are 19th and 20th century technologies. We have incredible technology now. Therefore, why don't we move into the 21st century and make things better? Is there room for climate optimism then? We all have the technology we need to move to a cleaner, renewable world. All the stats are showing incredible growth. We have exponential growth in solar, wind, EV batteries, which is all fantastic. We also have politics. 90% of the world's economy says it will be net zero sometime this century. That's huge. We are transitioning away from fossil fuels. It should have been 30 years ago, but it's now. The signaling is great, but we have to do it faster. You're organizing a Love Your Planet event at UCL next month. What does it involve? The Climate Reality Project has got together with UCL to produce a day of panels talks and networking on the green transition. How do we get business, politicians, academics and activists all working together to make this happen quicker? We also have, hopefully, a few positive words from Al Gore himself in a short video introduction. It's on Valentine's Day. If you have a loved one and you've forgotten, I will be reminding you that you should at least text, even without Joe Brand. I'm using humor to try to engage people and to think about their relationship with their loved ones, but also with their planet, which is their home. And it's the only one we have. Just like we nurture our relationships with other people, we really should be nurturing our relationship with our own planet. Thank you for listening. So this article was amended on January 30th, 2024, to clarify that Mark Maslin is one of the lead organizers of Love Your Planet, rather than the lead organizer, as an earlier version may have uh, shared. Love Your Planet is at Logan Hall in London, WC1, on February 14th, from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Now that would be something to attend, I believe. And uh, if someone is around there, please go and write. Let me know how it was, who went, how many people, what kind of people. Now, be lovely to hear from anyone on this one. Thank you very much for listening. This was the Ocean Matters podcast. Until the next recording.